Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. My name is Louis Mendez. I hope you guys are well on your Sunday morning. On this week's show, then, we'll be looking back at yesterday's FA Cup second round defeat uh, over at League 2 Gillingham. Joining me to look back at that thrilling encounter. Uh, first up, top right, is uh, Mr. Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nave? Not bad, mate. I'm all forward out from yesterday. Yeah, that was a bit of a chilly one. Nathan uh, very kindly joined me on the, on the comms yesterday, and uh, well, we had we had a great time, uh, and and we, we we hope to relive that game over and over again. Uh, and uh, joining us at the bottom of the screen, another man who was there, uh, and who was sat in the home end as well, Joe Puddyfoot. Joe, were you handed to the police at any point? No, I wasn't handed to the police, but I wish I had been. To be honest, it would have been a, <laughs> a much better way of spending the afternoon. I think. Yeah, yeah, that was a painful uh, experience as we made the uh, the short jaunt uh, down into into Medway uh, yesterday. Two 0 defeat uh, at the hands of uh, Gillingham. Of course, uh, Macaulay Bond uh, scored and uh, let us know about it as well, didn't he, with his celebration uh, afterwards? So uh, on today's show, we'll hear, we'll hear the goals uh, shortly. We'll hear, of course, the reaction uh, from uh, Michael Appleton. We want to hear from you guys as well. Get involved with the show. Let us know what you made of yesterday's performance. You can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive or if you're watching on the YouTube, uh, stick a comment in. Let us know what you made of uh, yesterday's game. A few people are already in there already. Morning to Sid, who was the first one to join us this morning. Jay's in there. Paul, uh, James, Rufus, All Hell Let Loose, Chris, Dudley, uh, Lawrence uh, as well. So yeah, let us know what you made of uh, yesterday's game. Uh, Later on in the show as well, we've got a a guest fan. Ken Burnett is going to join us. He was uh, there uh, yesterday as well, he's going to tell us about his experience of uh, of Gillingham away, which is always a, a an interesting one. Um, but yeah, before we hear the goals, Nath, um, I mean, you you were pretty succinct on on commentary yesterday, and and it was quite clear from I'd say the opening five minutes that we weren't going to be at the races yesterday, and that's how it continued in that vein for pretty much the whole ninety. Yeah, buzzing to hear the highlights. I don't know what highlights were, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, exactly that. We were saying on comms the first sort of 10, 15 minutes. I mean, I mean I'm picking on Tayo here, but he was just, everything was, he was either under cooking it or overplaying it and he was just get, getting caught. And it was like, right, okay. So Gillingham was sensing something here. And throughout the game, they just wanted it more than we did, in, in my opinion. You know, they were more aggressive with and without the ball. Um, Lapsley was doing a sort of, a similar role to like Conor Gallagher plays at Chelsea. He's quite advanced and was sitting on Dobbo. And then as soon as as soon as our centre arms had it, we didn't really know what to do when Dobbo was sort of marked. We said it a couple of times this season. Apart from that little clip over the the full back shoulder, hoping they missed it, and then Corey goes on a one v one, which I think happened once. But yeah, it's just a bit of a disappointing day, mate. To be honest, we was like half heartedly pressing or just way off it, and then they were just slicing through us every time and looked like they were going to score every time they came forward. But, um, yeah, we just looked, looked a little one-paced, uh, lightweight, and just the amount of unforced errors in that game, I, I can't remember how many there were, but there was absolutely loads from from my memory anyway. Mm, yeah, it really was a, a lacklustre performance. Let's have a listen to the goals quickly then uh, from Charlton TV. The commentators, as always, were Terry Smith and Greg Stubbley. Lays it off for Williams. Forward looks for the run of Clark, and it's a decent run. Clark sprung the offside track. Maynard Brewer's come out. Clark looks across to Macaulay Bond, who shot, deflects, and goes in. And Macaulay Bond against his former side gets the goal. He just knew it, didn't he? I mean, he didn't hit it clean. He took a deflection and in off the post. Well, like Sam Lavelle a couple of weeks ago, a gentleman had three to choose from to score against the former side. Towards Bond, headed away by Jones. Pulls down. Jones is there again, competing against Bond. 
Gillingham's midfield's been busy and won the ball back as Lapsley skips beyond Ness and finds Ding in the penalty area. Gillingham have a second. That's great work from Lapsley and Ding running through. This is the host the second. Yeah, I'm afraid that one's just down to poor defended from through the midfield. Just didn't battle enough. Jones won the original header, then had to win it on the floor. Gillingham were just first to the ball on the floor. The combination of Charlton bodies just allowed Dieng to run through the middle. There we go. That's the goals then from uh, yesterday's 2-0 uh, defeat uh, at Gillingham. I mean, Joe, you, 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 were, you were there then, as we said, sat in the home end. So you were obviously on your feet when, when Bond scored with your shirt off around your head to make it look like you were you were a Gillingham fan. You didn't want to get caught out. Um, and, and I guess a, a look of shock on your face as well, because he did manage to score an open goal. But um, yeah, give us your, your, your overall summary on, on yesterday's performance or, or lack thereof. Standing up and clapping Bond's goal yesterday is probably the lowest point of my life so far. Um, and uh, oh, oh yeah, I st- as much as I don't want to live it, the, the one crumb of comfort I've taken is that he celebrated like an absolute goon. Um, for a goal that he nearly screwed up with an open goal. He still, with an open goal, managed to find the defender and it nearly squirmed wide. But yeah, it was it was shocking. And as Nave said, they were just more up for it physically um, than us all game. And the only the only crumb of comfort, I suppose, you can take from, from Bond's first goal is that he had about four or five other glaring opportunities and returned to his normal form. Um, one of which I think just outside the box, one-on-one with the keeper and it went outside, outside the penalty area. Um, so yeah, uh, from the, from the moment that that, that ball was chipped in behind our defense and they scored that goal, that was it. Game was over. And then the second coming along quickly after, um, we just looked all at sea and we just didn't, we didn't want to be there, did we? And, and to be fair, if the players could have left as early as some of the fans did in the away end, I think they would have done as well because, uh, there was no point in them being there anymore. I mean, where, where do we start on, on actually analysing the game? Um, I mean, Chris is obviously in the chat saying, is abject performance embarrassing? You know, I think abject was the word I used at half-time, wasn't it, On, on in, in our updates on Radio London. Dudley saying it was awful yesterday. Looks like we're ending this year as we did last year, not looking like we could beat anyone right now. Desperate for huge investment right now. I mean, five changes were made yesterday. Obviously, a couple of them forced. We know uh, about Miles Leeburn's injury that's going to keep him out for, you know, potentially the rest of the season, but certainly up to five months, Michael Appleton is saying. Um, Conor McGrandles has picked up a calf problem. So a couple of them were enforced, um, although I think McGrandles was coming out anyway for Louis Watson. But scrape below the surface of our squad, Nathan. And I've said this, I've said this after the Cray Valley Paper Mills first game. You know, I've said this when, when we lose strikers or or whatever to to injury and we've also there's been positions in our team that we've wanted to change like defense probably we need an upgrade but we we see what what's in reserve and you're like that's why Michael hasn't actually made a change to the back four because there ain't no better on the bench at the moment yeah no exactly and to be fair my opinion even with that team that we put out I still think it's capable of of beating Gillingham I mean let's have it right we didn't play Man City yesterday and that's not being salty because Gillingham thoroughly deserved their win and probably should have won by more if I'm being honest so um, they're deservedly in the next round but yeah exactly that you're looking at it and when you have a defeat like that the one thing you probably want to do is try and shake it up but you look if he looks behind him, you look you're looking at a couple of kids on there um to replace a couple of kids. So you're not really you're not really gaining anything. I, f- I feel I f- you know after the match when we was with him watching um the press conference, I, f- I in a in a weird way I felt for him a bit because it's like well what can he do until January? So we've got a busy period coming up. Um and he's not gonna be able to change much. You know, you've got Chem Campbell and Charlie Kirk, which seemed like they're not flavour of the month with the fans and well Kirk especially and then um, but they're not any get any game time so are they going to come in or I just don't really know it was an opportunity we said before the game it was an opportunity for the likes of Ness and and Tedich especially to step up to the plate and go right I'm going to make a claim now and I can't even pick out one good performance really um, and I think that was a disappointing thing. It was a it was a chance where we could 
sort of take the shackles off, take the game to Gillingham, have a go. And we had one shot on target, mate. So I don't think anyone's going to be knocking on his door going, why ain't I playing? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it was a difficult one. Yeah, I mean, it really was. Um, so who should we who should we look at first? Maybe Lucas Ness, obviously, one of the players who came into the side yesterday. Joe, what, what did you say when you, when you saw his performance yesterday? Right. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean a couple of couple of howlers from from him. Um, one right at the end where he tapped the ball straight through to their striker to go through one on one. So not not enough from him. Uh, Jones carried that defence. I thought he was the only player that actually came out yesterday with any real credit. Um, uh, he won everything in the air. All the Gillingham fans around me were going apoplectic about the fact that their players could only cross the ball to Jones, but. It's just because he he manages to find a way to get to every single ball. But um, Ness, I, I'm a big fan of his. I think there's potential there. I think I do have a little bit of sympathy. I think it's quite hard sometimes as a central defender to come in and out of games, especially when he's coming into games that generally we're playing pretty poorly in. But he's not the Ness of last season so far. And uh, he can't really say that he deserves a spot on the side. But then... You could argue that about the centre backs that start most weeks as well, um, for for some of the howlers they've had. So it's a, it's a tough one for for him. Yeah, I mean, the, but the battle in the midfield was clearly lost as well, Nath. And and again, it was a change with, with Louis Watson coming in, a player that a lot of fans have enjoyed watching recently. But he he didn't really seem to to have a hold in it. You know, I think Dobson was getting overrun. I thought I thought to to give him his due, I thought Lapo was excellent yesterday for for Jills, but that's no excuse. You know, we're playing a league two side and, and because of those, those turnovers and those mistakes we made, obviously the, the first goal came from, you know, Ashley going walk about the second goal came from Charlton just completely giving up possession in, in the middle of their own half. And um, I mean, it was a slick, slick pass from, from Lapo in, into the path of Dieng and a, and a fine finish. But I mean, it, it just, they're just the little moments where you, you're in a cup tie and you're not battling away. And that's why you get beat in games like that. Yeah, exactly, and I think that, I think it was just, Michael touched on it on, in the um, post-match. It's, when you lose a game, obviously no one likes losing, but it's how you lose it. Um, and I think after that, that first half, I was just I was thinking, well, maybe bring Fraser on and trying to get a bit of experience there and to try and keep the ball a bit more, try and control the game a little bit more and fashion some chances. And obviously that didn't work. But yeah, I mean the second half, I was just expecting to cut them to come out of a bit more substance. Of, you know, have a pair of gonads on them do you know what I mean and just have a go but you know it's all well and good having a great touch great passing range having a bit of pace but unless you win your individual battles which we didn't do yesterday at all in that middle you're never going to win a game of football and they've done the basics right they wanted it more they chased and harried and was determined in their performance and then they just ran all over us really which was which was the disappointing thing so the mid yeah Louis, Wal- uh, Louis Walsh Louis Watson rather came in and um <laughs> that'll be interesting in the middle of the park Louis Watson um obviously he's got he's got he got his start which I think on his day is a very good player but yeah it was a quiet day for him but I just don't think and as Joe said Jones was really the only person who came out of any credit so but you should be beating teams like this in if we're on, on on our game and we way way off it, yeah, I, I have heard we're in for Louis Walsh in January. Actually, we should get him on the pod. He's a geezer off uh, like pop stars and what is it like? Britain's Got Talent who slags off uh, performances. He, he'd be great on the show because there's plenty to, there's plenty to talk about at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned that the first goal there. Where was Ashley going, Joe? Decision making recently. You know, he, he makes some wonderful saves um, and then decision-making at Portsmouth and, and obviously yesterday's cost him and, and cost, uh, cost us a, a goal in, in both of those games now. Yeah, he, and he's, he's, he still is quite young, I would I'd say, for a keeper in terms of the actual number of games that, that he's played. So he's still got a lot of learning to do, but that was that was a bit of a shocker. And But then even then, the scramble defence around him also didn't particularly help everyone sort of just ran randomly into random positions no one picked up men no one thought oh hang on we're in trouble here let's let's at least take the people who could score out of the game um well to be fair only left bon on mark so uh but yeah he's he's i think as a keeper it is an area where we maybe need to look again i was a big fan of his last season i thought he he'd done very very well but He's got to either cut the mistakes out or we've got to get someone in because we are conceding just far too many goals as a side again this season. 
Um, and that I don't see how we're going to stem that particularly and between now and January. Mm, yeah, uh, Jay says Louis Walsh. Honestly, it looked more like a team of Louis Spencers. Um, but I mean, he's quite mobile, isn't he? Like we could, we could maybe we could have done with with some of his movement. Um, Sam saying it was an awful performance yesterday. Even though making five changes, it shouldn't have made such a difference. Uh, the January window is going to be massive for us. But who wants to sign uh, with our current squad? Well, let's uh, dive into another player that, that's come up in the chat. Chris says, "Don't mention Tedic. Uh, any mention of his name gives me the hump." Before then, asking, "How is Tedic a Man City player?" Um, yeah, it's certainly. I mean. He was anonymous yesterday, Nath. There's no nice way of putting it, is it? Yeah, we were just mentioning that the, the picture that we put up during the highlights there had had a, it had him sort of face to the ground uh, after the the first or the, I think the second goal, and you said, "Oh, look at his face." And I was like, "I think I've, genuinely, I think pulling that face was the first thing he did all game. Like he was he was nowhere." And considering that he is now going to have to be the man to step up to the plate, that that's a concern, you know, with Miles out and Chooks out for a while. Yeah, I mean. It... He's put, he was probably one knocking on Michael's door saying, well, why am I getting a go? And if you have given me a go, it's on this right-hand side. And I mean, I call him the Serbian Stockley, but I still think he does it. I don't know what he offers. Is he a target man? Is he a deep line? Is it, he's, He doesn't go in behind. I mean, every, every ball that went up to him yesterday either wasn't sticking or he's flicking it on to their goalie. You know, and it's, it was just nothing was coming off for him. But I don't really know... Uh, what he brings and you know I don't really like slate players a lot but at the moment he has to step up to the plate unless you start Carnu. but again he's just had a little spell at South End in the National League so you can't really hang your hat on Dan to come in and fire us to glory but then at the same time you've got a let's have it right he's still in, he's still young but he's still had a lot more cap, caps a lot more appearances than the others Mika and Bick and Dan Carnu. so but yeah, it was a disappointing one. He was anonymous. You wouldn't really know he was on the pitch until he got subbed off, which I know got um, a couple of claps. But I don't know if that was sarcastic or not, but I'm pretty sure it was. Um, but yeah, disappointing for him because it was, like we said earlier, it was one of those games where you go, right, League Two, didn't do anything in the in the first Cray game. Have another go and show us that you you can lead the life of this team. And it was, it was flat to deceive in the end. Mm, yeah, Ace Saunders saying, I know we're unpredictable and anything could still happen, but that team surely had to be good enough to beat a 7th place League 2 side if we had, uh, if we stand any chance of doing something this season. And that, that's the thing that, again, when we were summing up yesterday, Nath, and uh, Joe, I'll let you take this one. The thing that concerns me most about every time we've been either forced into changes or in cup games made changes, which, you know, is sometimes legitimate. Sometimes, obviously, we found out you can make too many. Um, is the fact that the second you scrape below the surface of that team, we are we are poor. You know, the, we have we have depth in numbers. We do have a lot of players in this squad, but depth in quality is is a big concern. And the fact is, you know, that the cup's gone now. That that was a disappointment, but the league's still there, seven points off playoffs. But now we're going to be playing games with a lot of these players who are not in the first team squad because of injuries or because of suspensions or whatever, and and. They've had two or three times to prove that overall they're not really that that good. <laughs> they're not good enough to, let alone you know, compete in League One, but to try and overturn a seven point gap to to the top six. Yeah, I do think there's a a lack of depth in that squad. I I actually would lay a little bit of potential criticism at, at Apple's door um, with with some of these players, the, the likes of Watson, um, and even potentially a little bit Tedich. Uh, but Tyrese Campbell's not particularly on form at the minute and, and he's struggling. And um, they're, they're players that have been sort of dropped out of the squad um, when I didn't think they were doing anything particularly bad. And, and some of those players have been played, had someone played out of position ahead of them. So that's got to knock the confidence of people on the bench um, a little bit. Uh, so when you're then asking them to come in and, and play at the absolute top, are you necessarily going to get the top? quality out of him and one of the things about Appleton that we have heard from a couple of sources um is is maybe his man management isn't sensational um so so potentially there's an element there that that would maybe buy some of these players a little bit of of, of luck but even the even the starting players like Corey yesterday he was shocking and he's been shocking for about a month now um I know he potentially has been carrying a knock um maybe he still is carrying that but he just doesn't look like he's got any desire uh, and any sort of wherewithal about him to take the game like he was at the start of the season. Um, it almost looks like a player who's out the door in January. 
Um, I hope that's not the case, but it it screams that. And even when you're bringing players on from the bench, the likes of Fraser, who haven't been stalwarts in the squad this season, he doesn't come on and add any particular fight or fire either. So I think the problems is strength in depth. And you've got the likes of Kamara, who's out, who I think would add quality to that midfield. Obviously, you're missing uh, Chucks' impact off the bench again. Uh, Lee Byrne is a physical unit and can mix it much more than Tedich. You take those players out, but then you also have that mentality, I think, across the team, which we've had for a number of seasons of players who can't put in 90-minute performances. And that's a real problem. Yeah, there's loads of really good stuff coming in the chat. So I'm trying to get to as many of these good points that, that people are making. But I mean, Alex says players clearly have some difficulty getting up for cup games, at least subconsciously. As fans, we expect them to be as motivated as they are for league games. But this is probably unrealistic. I mean, that was the thing that, I don't know, like, Gillingham is not a derby game for us. It's not, it's not, you know, again, I think I put this to, I put this to, to Appleton. Like, Jill's came out and got in our faces a bit. Like I say, like I thought Lapo was, was a big part of that for them. But it's, it's, it's Gillingham, it's Priestfield, you know, it's not, we didn't go to the den yesterday, we didn't go to somewhere we should, we should be fearful of for whatever reason, and, and we, we melted a little bit, and, and that is, that is, that is something that happens to us too much, I mean, Dean was saying, uh, I expect us to come out in the second half and have a right rollicking uh, at half time and, and better after the, in the second period, and the only thing that changed in the second period is we had a little bit more of the ball and a little bit more territory, but that's probably because of where, where the game was, Jill's absolutely did not have to push for a third goal, because we didn't look much like scoring. Chris saying, if Kirk put in a performance like CBT and Tyrese put in yesterday, he gets pelters. With these two, we seem to ignore it. Corey looks like his head has been turned and wants out. Tupac uh, was shocking. I mean, um, obviously, Naves just spoke about Corey there. And yeah, I agree on Tyrese as well. He was well off the pace yesterday. Um, you know, and, and I'm someone who rates Tyrese, but he, he didn't get into the game at all. I thought Eden was poor, particularly in the first 10 minutes. Andrew saying if only Ashley and Eden could see the run of Clark for the first goal. Uh, Eden did nothing. Maynard Brewer came out, but needed to commit uh, to saving the ball. The rest of the defence uh, were nowhere. I mean, everyone w w was dragged out of position um, by that. Jay saying Tedich uh, can only work with the service. He didn't get any. Snuffles saying Tedich offers nothing, but who realistically could replace him? Well, you look at it now with that... That those injuries up top and, and no one else is in that mould of, of what we think Tedic is supposed to be. You know, judging by his goal record, you assume he's a hold-up striker. He's only scored one in 14 for us, only got four for Barnsley last season. And Paul's saying that Ash is a great shot-stopper, but other aspects of his game positioning and distribution still need work. Uh, all hell let loose says it's almost as, as if Tedic feels he's too good to be playing for a side in League One this season, so isn't trying. Uh, well, he certainly hasn't proven that yet, really, with his uh, with his performances. Chris saying if that uh, it was our first team out there, barring Hector, pretty much, I'd argue uh, he weakens us. And yeah, it comes back to the point uh, I made um, I made uh, earlier on. Um, Charlie saying uh, Serbian Stockley is very harsh on Jaden. Uh, it's more comparable to a donkey like Simon McKeenock. Um, yeah, right. Uh, Sam saying uh, are Dobbo and Alfie suspended? So basically, it's really confusing. But no. Um, yellow cards in the FA Cup don't count towards your league total. But if they got sent off like a red card yesterday, it would have counted towards other competitions. So, yeah, it's, it's a bit all over the all over the place that rule. But they're they're not out for next week happily. Um, Nathan, uh, when when we when we look at that performance yesterday, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I just made the point about maybe maybe not looking up for it a little bit in in the face of playing Gillingham of all people. Um, what's your, why do you think that was the case yesterday? <sighs> a million dollar question, mate. I don't know. Is it too simple to say that they don't, don't like the cold? Maybe. I don't know. It, there's so many factors that can, plot, that can play a part in terms of mentality. It's, it could be the cold. It could be that they turned up in a confident frame of mind and they were taken aback a bit in terms of, you know, how aggressive Gillingham were and they just couldn't get in the game. But there was plenty of times where we had the ball and seemed an easy pass was on, but just kept giving it away in silly situations like un unforced errors. So I just think, I, I, don't, I don't really know because it's like, I still think a lot of it could be down to the, the, the uh, how young we are as a group. Um, for me, that when, when you have games like that, what you need is a, a sense of leadership and someone who can, and try and take the game by the scruff and neck a little bit, sort it out, organise everything, bark some orders around, just stay, stay strong. After that first one went in, keep it tight, stay in the game for 10, 15 minutes and then go again and build on it. But we just seem to lose our 
composure that we didn't really have anyway. We just lost all sense of the game. And then before we know it, the game's gone. So I'm going to put it down to maybe, because you have got some leaders in there, but are they real, real leaders like the Dobbos and Joneses and, and, and whatnot? But apart from that, you haven't really got anyone who will literally bark orders. I, I feel we're quite lightweight and quite a soft touch. And that's horrible to say. Um but I think we just we just lack aggression all over the pitch, and the only person that is 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 Dobbo really. So once people come through our midfield, it's literally Dobbo versus the world. It seems that's what it seems like every week. Um, but yeah, the mentality issue will be a question for for Michael and the, obviously the board to address in January. You'd hope um, because it was way too easy for Gillingham and other sides that we that, that we played this season. Mm, yeah, Chris is saying I could have been in goal for Jules yesterday and kept a clean sheet. So he's either bragging that he's an excellent goalkeeper or more realistically pointing out that we have one shot on target after 10 minutes. And then, so there was, there was about, we ended up playing about 10 minutes of injury time in the first half plus 10 minutes in the second half. So that's what, 35 plus 20 plus 45 minutes where we didn't hit a shot on target and didn't even come close to it, really. I mean, Alfie had one more shot on the edge of the box on his left, uh, which he, which he didn't, um, which he didn't, uh, connect with properly uh, at all, which was really poor. Chris is asking why uh, Henry Ryle has not been given a chance recently. He seems to be an actual winger who scores and, and assists. I mean, we, we we saw him briefly, I think, was it last season in, in trophy games? But I don't know if I'm imagining this, but when when Michael Appleton came in, the club and, and Michael himself sold it as, you know, I, I, I bring a lot of young players through. Then also, almost immediately, he's spoken about how the squad's too young. And and I feel like, you know, he's much more likely to pick Fraser over Louis Watson. And he spoke about experience for that. I, I feel like he's he's more eager to put experience ahead of ahead of inexperience. And, and that's why. I, I don't know if I'm imagining that, if anyone else has got a view on that. But how often have we seen that recently where, you know, I mean even with someone like Heck, who we've all said at times probably could be do, could do with being dropped, but you're seeing that the youngster behind him, Ness, is not playing well at the moment. You can see why, but yeah, he certainly, he certainly experiences, uh, he certainly favours experience over over youngsters. Uh, Brazilians is saying that Nath is spot on um, in terms of the, the, the characters at the club. He says it's, it's a huge issue and it's not a horrible thing to say. It's just, it's just what it is. Um, Aaron's saying physicality and mentality of our team is poor. Too many go hiding when other teams are aggressive. Dobbo uh, isn't a leader. Uh, all hell let loose saying is when has the Charlton team ever played well at Priestfield? I remember watching our worst ever midfield there play under Russell Slade. Yeah, I was surprised. So we've only won one in our last eight trips to, to Priestfield. And I think that goes back as far as the FA Cup defeat there in 2004. Uh, and then uh, Brazilians is adding that Dobbo leads by his actions on the pitch, but he doesn't do enough as a vocal leader. Our manager isn't vocal, our goalie isn't, centre-backs aren't, midfielders aren't. I'd love to see our half-time team talks. This is something we spoke about towards the end of last season, really, wasn't it? When when Dobbo took the, the captain's armband. And I asked him on the the final day of last season about if he'd ever have to give a rocket to, to other players um, when when mistakes or when, when there's been lack of effort. And he spoke more about being a... I don't know, more of a modern captain, I guess, in in terms of putting an arm around the, the shoulder and that sort of stuff. But is is that what we need right now? Who's to say? It's, it's a tough one. Um, I think we should hear from Michael Appleton. I want I want to discuss a little bit about what he says as well. We've got loads more messages that are coming on Twitter and an email, um, and and we've got Ken waiting in in the wings as well, our guest fans. So let let's hear what Michael uh, had to say after yesterday's cup showing uh, at at Gillingham. In the FA Cup here at Gillingham, what did you make of the performance today? Um, well, the performance was poor, but the reality is that you know the results the most important thing, and um, you know we uh, we didn't do enough to win the game. You know it was um, poor start from us, and I didn't particularly get that much better. We had a couple of opportunities early doors. Obviously, Alfie had the one from the corner, but um, after that, it became really difficult. Yeah, I mean, the amount of unforced errors your side seemed to make in possession today. Yeah. Was, uh, was quite noticeable as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, players get judged on decision-making and, you know, whether they make good decisions or bad decisions. And, you know, unfortunately, we had too many making far too many poor decisions today with the ball. And not not always under pressure, sometimes on a pose as well, which was the really frustrating thing. So, um, yeah, well, listen, we'll look at that and... Um, 
yeah, try and make sure we put that right on Wednesday. Where do you think that came from today? Because obviously Gillingham looked to try and set about Charlton a little bit, but it's not exactly going away to Millwall or something like that coming to Gillingham. It was quite a tame atmosphere and, and Charlton didn't, they seemed to freeze a little bit today. Yeah, I mean, and listen, I'll take responsibility for that because I made three or four changes. So obviously the players and the changes that are made didn't work. And um, all I would say is that there's not that many options. So we've got to be careful. Um, players that we've got today pretty much are what we've got to use and um, got to find the balance bef- between making them know that that's not acceptable but at the same time making sure that from a confidence point of view because of one game and one performance and one result we don't sort of go off the rails um, I think there's a lot of people trying to do that with the back-to-back defeats and, and I think when we got asked the question I think the players in the group sort of stood up to it and, and come back with the right answers and you know all you can do is hope they do the same You'll need that again because today you made, I think, four or five five changes and see some of the players who don't always get a starting berth in the first team a chance. I mean, did anyone really perform the way you were hoping to, to come and knock on your door and say, I want to be playing in the league now? I think you know the answer to that question, don't you? Yeah. Um, I think they've uh, certainly made my job very, very easy over the next couple of weeks. You just can't wait for the January transfer window now, is that the case? I think all all managers and coaches are, are the same. You want to try and fresh your group up as best you possibly can and when you get the opportunity to, and we're no different. And obviously with the, the likes of the news and Miles today and, you know, Connor has got a bit of an issue with his calf, which isn't helpful. So, yeah, I think it's one of them where, you know, we want to get to that point, but ultimately there's a lot of games to be played between now and then, um, and we've got a lot of work to do in between. Yeah, that was the worst start to the day, getting the, the Miles news as well. Can you tell us about, about his injury and his frame of mind at the moment? Well, it is exactly what you've probably been reported. You know, He's going to be out probably for a sustainable period of, of the season, possibly for the rest of the season, and uh, he's clearly gutted. You know, um, yeah, I think he's one of them where... He had the issue with his ankle pre-season, um, but you know, sort of severity of the the injury. It was one that we were hoping wouldn't be the case, but it is. And um, listen, all I can say is that he'll be looked after properly. He'll, you know, he's had his operation, and um, yeah, he'll he'll get the the right treatment going forward. And you know, we'll um, support him and along the way. So you brought Dan back from, from South End today as well, but does that still sort of make, with the injuries to Miles and Chucks, make, make Striker a, a bit of a priority in January now? Yeah, potentially. I mean, obviously it's one of them where um, ultimately you get you get judged at what you do at both ends of the pitch. So you've got to make sure that, you know, you have players who can defend the box and, and, and do that well. But a lot of the time... Obviously, you know, goals win your games and um, even if you can see one or two, if you get the right people at the top end of the pitch, you give yourself a massive opportunity. So, um, yeah, I think you don't have to be a sort of rocket scientist to, to realise, obviously, that's an area that we need to fill. Yeah, and you just mentioned Connor, obviously, when we spoke to him after the, the goal that Portsmouth, he was saying he was hoping he could stay injury-free. We say he's, he's had a problem now. Yeah, he just pulled out of training um, yesterday, um, albeit, you know, Lou is always going to get his opportunity today anyway but um, yeah it's just a shame because obviously he was in such a such a good place and I think his performance levels have been very very good um, we just um, yeah it feels like we've been hit with a sort of double whammy today when it when it comes to the um, come to the injury situation and obviously then you know the game going the way it did today as well does it make it easier so as you say also there's another, another game on Wednesday how do you sort of manage the, the message to the squad after today considering the performance but also the fact you have to go again quite quickly well I think first and foremost let's concentrate on the performance because we've got to be braver got to be braver on the ball there isn't three points at stake you know that is your bread and butter that's important but if we put a performance in that we know we're capable of or close to it, then we'll give ourselves a great chance of winning the game, you know. And what it will do then as well is, regardless of the result, if you put a half-decent performance in, you go into the game on Saturday in this sort of frame of mind that we need to pick up three points. Thinking about a new kitchen or bathroom? Find professional, independent local installers with free home surveys, itemised quotes and protected payments, trading standards approved contracts, and workmanship warranties. The British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Installations accredits installers to ensure they are police-checked, fully insured and experienced. Take the risk out of home improvement. Visit bikbbi.org.uk.
Hello fellow addicts, I'm so excited to tell you all about our micropub, The River Owl House. The River Owl House is based in East Greenwich, it has six pub of the year awards, an ever-changing selection of amazing beer. It's owned by Charlton fans, walkable to the ground in just 20 minutes with buses that go direct to the Valley too. If your matchday routine includes a drink with your friends, you must join your fellow addicts in the river. See you soon. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. Just before the break there, we heard from the Alex boss, uh, Michael Appleton, speaking uh, to myself after yesterday's game. Paul said, uh, God, it sounds depressing. Uh, sounds like things uh, get into apples. All hell let loose says uh, he sounded very defensive. Uh, Jay saying on a positive note, he was sold a new kitchen after the interviews. Weren't an all-round bad day. Um, let, let's talk about his reaction then, So Nathan. So I picked up a couple of bits from it, you know, partly because he's, he's spoken about a, the fact that he's got to, in a way, address the performance, but also protect the players. Because in his in his view, I mean, he's got to go with these players for the next few weeks. So he can't be throwing them all under the bus uh, just yet. But also, he's like, look, we, 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 we reacted to the, 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 the two defeats against Lincoln and Bolton back in October and came back, you know, well, that was our first defeat since then. But, you know, I, a couple of times I spoke to people who thought I, I overreacted to the, the, the first game against Cray, where we drew one all at the Valley. But for me, it just highlights that we have that in us. And that's why we're mid-table League One is because we can be great on our day. We can go and do a first half at Wigan. We can go and do a second half against Exeter or against Reading at the Valley. But we also have performances like that in us. And I expect to see more rather than fewer whilst the squad gets further and further depleted by these injuries. So I don't think it's overreacting. I think it's, it's, it's the problem is we're seeing what we are capable of on a bad day. And, and the fact that that's... That's the reason why we are where we are. It's a reminder that we're mid-table in League One. Like that's never going to be good enough. And every time we play badly to that extent, we get reminded of who we are and where we are now. Yeah, exactly. I think for, to get promoted from this league, you've got obviously have a good squad of players mentally and technically. Um, and also, when you when the days or when the game's not going your way, you still find a way to win. Um, and they're the moments that I think we're falling short. I know there's been a couple of games maybe where we've got a result out of it and we didn't play that well. But good teams on a performance like yesterday, you know that you're under the cosh. You manage the game, stay in the game, and then you try and build a bit of momentum. But we just didn't. And as soon as, sadly, as soon as, even though we're playing a League 2 team, as soon as they scored the second goal, you're going, right, so we've got to score three goals now. And you're looking at it and going, Phew. Oh, I don't know. Just because of the players that we had and the, the way they were playing on that day, but on paper, we, it shouldn't be a problem. But the way the game was going, it wasn't. It wasn't going that way. But yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a. So you know, his response, he's got to look after him and stuff, which I agree with to an extent. I don't think it was. Um, I know sometimes I do want you know a manager to come out and do a Lee Bowyer special and come out and slate players, but as long as he does it in the changing room. That's the main thing for me because, yeah, if he comes out and slates every single one of them, he isn't going to get a response on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever it is. Um, mm. So I, I agree with it in some bits, but he's, you know, do you know what? He, he's, he seems quite mild mannered. He seems quite a, not shy, but quite a quiet manager. He doesn't seem like a, a Steve Evans anyway. So I don't think we're ever going to get that. But I think he probably would have made his feelings clear in the dressing room, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, I gave him ample opportunity to to say that to us. Obviously, you know, there was one question where I, he says you already know the answer to, to that question, and and so that's clearly how he he decides to manage things in the public. I think Dean was a bit like that 
Um, ben Garner wasn't like that. You'd be surprised by how much you could get out of Ben, actually. Um, obviously, Bo uh, didn't even have to, uh, just had to say hello when he was off there slagging off players. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, a couple of tweets. We've got to get to our guests soon as well because we've kept Ken waiting way too long. But Alan says it was a disgrace and the stats show it's not an overreaction from kickoff. They didn't want to be their attitude. It was cold. Don't fancy it. Sooner we play 90 minutes, the sooner we can go, go home. If you don't want to fight and put the minimum in, then we don't want you at our club. That's from uh, Alan uh, on Twitter. Phil said it was such a disappointment. I felt sorry for the fans that travelled. It's early to say for definite, but this season already feels uh, like so many. A few injuries and income the kids to fill the spaces. Until we bring in some senior players who have played at a higher level uh, with experience, the same thing will happen over again. Andy Scott and Mevan uh, on his pod uh, talk well. However, the two small windows, uh, January and August, uh, they've brought in a complete load of dross with the exception uh, of Louis Watson. And I can't see uh, this changing. It's not surprising that the crowds are falling. Uh, we're completely worn down with all the same failings. Yeah, and I, I, I did say when we get a free midweek, so one where we haven't had a game, we are going to sit down and actually assess the transfer business that's happened. Um, and yeah, we'll, we, we, will, we will do that uh, when, when we get the chance. Maybe, maybe this midweek, we'll see. Um, yeah, Rufus saying we can't throw him under the bus. He actually uh, doesn't know if any money will be spent in January with all the season done already. Are they going to waste money? Well, that's, we'll see, won't we? I wonder if Miles now being injured and therefore probably not leaving will that make a difference don't know but maybe it can do Alex uh, said our record under Appleton has been good enough for playoffs but we need a championship winning form to actually make it this year thanks to our dreadful start yeah I mean um, our, our record under Michael um, would have uh, I, I can tell you exactly because it's on my graph would have, would have I think currently leave us ever so slightly outside of the of the playoffs so if we'd had Appleton all season I know we'd be on 76 points so you're quite right we would we after the win on Tuesday that does take us into the playoffs if we'd had him all season but you know the only thing I'd say about that is obviously it's it's a smaller window that you're looking at with, with the points per game currently it's only 15 16 games out of a, a 46 game season so it is harder to keep that points record up over the course of the season with now obviously the problems we're seeing um yeah Chris uh says uh Charlton were Known for years as a club who fought for every ball, for every minute of every game. Those days are long gone. Right, let's bring in our guest fan, I think. We've still got a couple of emails to come to. We've still got a few more points in the chat and obviously um, to look ahead to Reading very briefly. But um, now's a good time to, to bring in our guest fan, Ken Burnett, who uh, made the trip to uh, Gillingham yesterday. He's a mainstay in, in the press room at, at the home games. Uh, Ken, he films the games uh, for the club. Um, Ken, good to see you. How are you this morning? I'm oh, defrosted, I'm pleased to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that was wicked, us, wasn't it? <laughs> it was absolutely... Yeah, we, I don't think we've even referenced how cold it was yesterday. It got to the extent that Nathan had to go dressed up out of someone out of E17 just to, just to try and stay warm. But, um, yeah, um, Ken, tell, tell, tell us your views on, on, on yesterday's performance. Oh, do, do you know, I, I got there. I was all in high hopes. I found a parking space right outside the club shop. The guy said, yeah, you can leave it here. I had a good old chat with Johnny Williams beforehand who was absolute brilliant telling us how much he enjoyed Charlton etc and you know wished us well um and then I had the lovely job I had to go right round to the Gordon Road stand so I had to go right the way around the whole stadium to get to this gate only for the guy on the gate to say no mate not this gate you've got to go around to that gate um so you've got to go around again and I sort of said to him well look you know we've been told to come here uh, so we went and got some keys to let us through and then we had to go and queue with all the people who hadn't got their tickets. Um, and then they told us we had to go through these turnstiles, which is fair enough if you're able-bodied and whatever, but if you're in a wheelchair, the wheelchair was actually wider than the turnstiles. So then they had to go and find someone to open another gate to let us in um, and go and scan your tickets. And then we went round behind all the scaffolding, you know, the lovely the area for the landfill site sort of thing and down the slope. And then you actually find the disabled area isn't actually a disabled area. It's a seating area. So you just put your wheelchair in front of the person who's behind you so they can't see anyway. And they were lucky because I had to see. And, um, you know, we stood there freezing. You got coppers coming by in front of you so you couldn't see too much sort of thing and stewards standing in the way and, uh then unfortunately the game started and we had to watch it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it, it's life. Yeah, I was going to ask you then. So obviously we, we we are here to talk about the game, but also from from your personal experience as a as a fan who attends games in wheelchairs, how how has that been 
on the road? What sort of difficulties have you have you have you found that the able-bodied people wouldn't have found yesterday, other than the fact that obviously you had to watch the game? Well, you you know known me a long time. I've always used sticks all my life until the last year when I tore the ligaments, and then they now told me that the knee's not going to get any better, so it's wheels instead of legs. Um, so all of a sudden, I'm seeing things from a different angle. You know, you whereas I was able to do things now it, it, it's totally different you know you're in a queue and all you see is people's backsides so you hope they haven't had a curry or something like that where you're waiting to get in um and then there's a step or there's a curb and you can't go and get a drink or a hot drink and stuff like that it, it's it's a totally different aspect i mean um at charlton we're pretty lucky we do have good disabled facilities still a lot of work to be done on, on that side of life but um you know, it, it, it is all you've got to really plan a day out. You can't just jump on the tube or, you know, go and drive and park and have a walk sort of thing. Um, it, it, it is different, but, uh, yeah, I'm getting there. Hi, Ken. Hi. Um, just a bit more on the football now. Um, we've been scratching our heads a little bit to try and – I know we've had a couple of performances that have been object, but – what do you reckon, in your opinion, was the reason for that? Do you think it was a mentality issue? Do you think they just didn't like the cold? What do you, what do you reckon it was that, that we played so poorly? Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I've followed the club. This is my 50th year. When I get to January the 12th, I would have completed 50 years of watching them. Um, they, they were always a good third division, second division club. And then, of course, we had the purple spell. But I, I think yesterday, I mean, they went out there. They, they looked lifeless. They didn't want to challenge. It was almost like, you know, if you're going to kick me, I'm going down on a, a cold, hard ground and it's going to hurt sort of thing. Um, the the challenges weren't there. The the skills, the crossing from Tyrese and um, Corey down in front of us, absolutely abysmal. And they were sliding all over the place. I, I don't know. It's so hard to, to say what it was. It, it was just normally we have one or two players where you think, well, they haven't really done it. But yesterday we had 11 players that weren't doing it. And of course, Gillingham, fair play to them. They got what they deserved out of it. And Ken, I suppose just looking, zooming out a little bit, what, what, is your realistic hope for for this season? And when it comes to January, how many players would you have on your your wish list? Oh, I, I think we need a central defender. I think we need a left back, and obviously we we certainly need a striker. You know, uh, you guys said earlier um, we didn't have to worry about strikers because you had Chucks and you had Miles, but of course they're out now, um, so they need replacing. Alfie score your goals if you give him the ball, but playing him out on the right-hand side, he's not going to score goals, is he? And also, he needs someone to be able to give him the ball. Um, we, we need another Dobbo in the midfield, someone with a bit of steel who's, who's going to make the challenges. Um, but there's four or five places which really need strengthening up. With experience, it's not being unkind to the youngsters, but experienced players who have done it and know about when it's time to bring a player down because he's going through the middle sort of thing. I mean, McCauley Bond yesterday, he had, he had his best game probably for about 10 years. Uh, you know, I, I didn't rate him at all at Charlton. Um, and it, to be honest, I didn't rate him yesterday. I, I was Some of the abuse he got from where I was was a, a bit OTT, to be honest with you. And uh, his response was pretty disgusting. Um, and if it's caught on camera, I think he could well be done for it. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we want a Macaulay Bond up front to annoy their defenders and make the crowd get at him because that's what gets you going. There was nothing there to make the crowd. I mean, it was 1,600 fans and they had nothing to cheer, nothing to get into and nothing to make them think, well, yeah, we're going to come back here next week and, you know, watch again. I love, it just I love, wasn't the, way, I love the way that Ken said the abuse that Macaulay Bond was getting from where I was. Is that a different way of saying from from me? But, um, no, um <laughs> Just finally then, um, I mean, Joe sort of asked as well, but what's realistic this season with, with our current squad? Do, do you think we are still in a playoff race? Obviously, the, the FA Cup dream's over now. Well, we are in with a chance. Of course we are. You know, um, if we play like we can play, uh, you, you cracked on it earlier, the games against Reading and Exeter. We had some parts of the game and we come out afterwards and think, Christ, where did that come from? And, and we're still asking that because it's, 
all of a sudden put back in the egg box and shoved in the cupboard, isn't it? You know, and it's not come out the following week or only come out for 20 minutes of the following week. And by that time, you're 2-0 down sort of thing. Um, I, I'd, I'd love us to make the playoffs. And if we did and we had a full squad, then the club's big enough to, to get up the championship. Whether they can stay there again is another question because um, the players we've got, maybe other than two or three, really aren't good enough. Mm. Um and I think that's why we are where we are in the league, because the youngsters haven't got the experience and we haven't got enough old hands to give them that experience. Yeah, problem, problems mounting up. Ken, cheers for your time for, for coming on and, and shining a light a bit on uh, the, 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 the different uh, experiences you have at games and, and also obviously your views on, on, on yesterday's performance. And uh, I've got a team sheet for you, so I'll give that to you next week on Saturday. Good man. Cheers for your time, yeah. Kent. Good to see Pleasure. you. There we go. That's Ken Burnett, who was uh, this week's uh, guest fan here on, on, on Charlton Live. And yeah, I mean, uh, obviously his views on, on the football were, were were good to hear. But Paul also pointing out in the chat, shameful uh, that some organisations are still in the dark as to regards uh, so diversity and sort of access. Hopefully the Gallantsons are on the case. I mean, Gillingham is a, a bit of a tip, really, in terms of a stadium. So <laughs> there is work to do there in making it better for everyone, to, to, to be fair. Um yeah, Chris saying no abuse of uh, Bon is over the top, um, and also that I mean we have I mean we we have pointed out that two of our best second halves this season, Reading and Exeter, against teams that everyone's beaten at the moment. I think Reading picked up a couple of wins uh, recently. I, I can't, uh, a couple. Hopefully that won't continue uh, on uh, on Wednesday. Chris says the owners need to spend serious money. As simple as we've got a couple of emails I want to get to uh, as well. Mick Squares said it was a really poor performance going out of the FA Cup in the second round isn't of great concern on its own, but the circumstances and losing uh, to Gillingham isn't a disgrace itself either, but losing to Gilles in that manner is. However, especially when Bond manages to get on the score sheet after what happened to us uh, in his last spell. Um, winning against Cheltenham was far more important, but against the Gilles, we just didn't turn up. Let's hope it's only tiredness and our wafer-thin squad that's the issue, not a lack of desire, because as display as poor as that is totally unacceptable. With both Chooks and Miles out for the foreseeable, uh, Tedic looked ineffective. Carnu is still far too inexperienced to make a significant impact. Far too many uh, of the players seem disinterested on the day, though, and that's embarrassing. Most definitely a very early Christmas present uh, for Gillingham. Matt said, uh, I followed the game on Twitter and I'm baffled uh, by what seems the majority of fans' feelings. I don't want to beat... Uh, I didn't want to beat Cray, let alone Jills. Why be in a competition for any longer if you can't win it? If it's a big day out is our objective, then we need to reevaluate. Whereas the majority knocked the league trophy, I'm sure you'll all be at Wembley if we get there. I want to experience moments like 98, uh, 2012 and 19 again. Losing free zip at United is hardly a memory personally. In conclusion, we're rubbish. So let's uh, be realistic about how we can experience great moments. So if we were to get... All right, so I mean, there's a couple more emails, but just looking ahead to Wednesday briefly now. If we were to get to Wembley in this competition, obviously we'd all go. If we went to Wembley and got beat 4-0 by Oxford United or something like that, I wouldn't care a jot because this competition is a reminder that we're rubbish. The fact we're playing in it is a reminder that we're a bad team and it's not it's not anything to celebrate if we get to Wembley. If we get to Wembley, it would be a good day out. We'd all have a laugh. We'd all have a few pints. If we lost 4-0, I wouldn't care. No, exactly, mate. I think, yeah, for for me, it's just um, like the EFL trophies and the FA Cup and the League Cups. These experiences, you know, like, I mean, it was years before, you know, since the last time I went to Old Trafford before last February, when it or this February, whenever it was. So it's an experience that, you know, you've got to remember those moments and, you know, the, the, the Fulham away. Do you remember when we went to Fulham on the boat and 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 uh, I think we lost 3-0, but we were top of League One at the time. It's just experience like that. So, yeah, it's about going there with, with friends and having good memories and stuff. Yeah, I know we're not going to win the FA Cup. I know we're not going to win the AFL Trophy and probably not the whatever the, this trophy's called now. So, um, yeah, I mean, you just go there for the memories, to be honest. But it'll be nice to go there. I and mean, just imagine if we went and got to, got to draw Tottenham away. Or, you know, yeah, I'm not going to go to Tottenham away thinking, oh, we might nick this one. You're probably going to get absolutely pummeled, but to be fair, what an experience that is, and what an experience for the players, and you might even have some financial gain out of it as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I disagree with that point, but I get where he's coming from that we we're not going to win it. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Chris says you can't say that losing the full Members' Cup final back at Wembley uh, uh, against Blackburn back in the day was horrible. Uh, losing at Wembley is always horrible, no matter whatever trophy you're playing. And to be fair, I haven't actually experienced us losing at Wembley. I've got two. I'm two for two. You, you'll be pleased to hear. Uh, Dean saying, don't pin your hopes on a January transfer window. The players that will be available are those who don't fit in at their club or just loans. And, and obviously, like I say, our, our windows haven't been great over the last couple of years, or the last year or so now. So also, there's also that. Um, Brazilians, talk, Brazilians talk about Kirk not starting. We've we've, uh, we've done Kirk to death, really. Um, Clive saying, uh, dear Louis, let's stop torturing ourselves. We are definitely not going to get into the playoffs, so let's stop even giving the notion... Uh, any airtime. We have beaten Wigan in 14th, Wickham in 15th, Leighton Orange 16th, Exeter 20th, Fleetwood 21st, Reading 23rd and Cheltenham 24th. If we're in any doubt about our ambition, look at three of the four lone players brought in by the current regime, Abankwa, Chem Campbell and Tedich. Need I say uh, any more? That's from that's from Clive. Um, I mean, obviously, we, we always sort of benchmark ourselves about where we are in the race for the playoffs. You know, I've pointed out with seven. My, my graph. People often look at my graph and think that's me saying this is all we. This is us getting into the playoffs. This is what's going to happen. My graph is always an indication of how far off the playoffs we are at any point, just in case anyone is getting carried away. But yeah, um, the the fact we've only beaten teams below us. We we said it recently with my stats about top half, bottom half, Joe. I mean, it does suggest that that's where we sort of are. Yeah, it does. It uh, means we're the Man United of League One because they've not beaten anyone in the top half of the Prem either. Um, so they're also going to be mid-table fodder, aren't they? Um, uh, we're as a, we always used to do. We always used to do well against the top teams and struggle against the bottom. We've reversed that. It'd be nice if one season we could put it together and um, and beat everybody. But it's that's a long way off. I think that under apples we are a bit more of a physically reliant team in terms of we need to be sort of really up for it and on the ball. And he was talking about fantastic performance in the in the two one win, wasn't it? And I thought it was a pretty poor performance myself. We passed completion first half, sixty seven percent. So every third time you passed the ball you gave it away. It's hardly inspiring football to watch and it isn't going to win you many games over the course of the season. When we come up against teams that can move us about that have a little bit of ability we're struggling. This is a weak league this season. This is a really, really weak league. So if you're beating the bottom half and be, and struggling against the top half in a normal League One season, you are going to be right down towards the bottom of the league rather than aimed at the playoffs. So if we don't do anything this season and we don't get anywhere near the playoffs, that is going to be even more of an underperformance than in most in most years. It shows that we've got a long, long way to go to get one promotion and two be able to stick it in the championship. We're certainly not anywhere near doing what Ipswich are doing where the you know, back-to-back promotions and absolute glory trail. Mm. We would need a miracle and every, every club in England, apart from us to get a massive points deduction, I think for <laughs> anything like that to be happening. Well, the rate things have been going recently. I mean, a lot of clubs are getting them. So think, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, Spamfish. All right. So Charlie's point out Spamfish did say earlier about Chem and Kirk not getting on the bench, but Apples has been saying he's got no other options. Uh, they are both 100% done. He seems like a manager with blinkered beliefs. If I don't like him, he ain't playing. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, the, uh, uh, we, we've spoken about Charlie. Chem's not getting anywhere near. You know, we asked um, Michael about Chem a couple of times, really, and he sort of just, you know, he's just not in the squad. <laughs> There's no other way of saying it. He's he's not part He's not part of it at the moment. You know, he played, he played in the FA Cup game off the bench, didn't he, at Cray? Um, but yeah, I, 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 if we can send him back, I assume we will. But But you never know. Um, you, you never know, really, if if we will. Um, just very briefly, then, Nath, Reading. Despite what I said about you know not really caring about the competition, I, I care about the performances and and the club getting on some sort of momentum. So we do need a reaction and a display of some of some description, and those players who will play in this game who aren't first team regulars to show that they can step up to the plate. Yeah, well, Reading pasted Carlisle five one the other day, so they done exactly what we should have done when we played them. So. Um... Yeah, Reading are a bit, they've had a little bit of an upturn. But yeah, it's mainly the performance, really. It's a, Again, it's another winnable game. Um, another chance to get through another comp, another round of of the last competition that we're in, or cup competition. Um, so yeah, I think the the, the um, performance is going to be key. It'll be interesting in how he selects it. Be interesting if he goes with the same 11 and go, right, have another go. Or does he make more changes? Does that unsettle the side? So it'll be interesting. But yeah, I think you want to go in and try and win the game and then move on to Cambridge on Saturday. Um, but it'd be interesting how he's going to play that uh, Reading game for sure because they've had a little bit of a, a nice little run. Mm, yeah. Um, 
Adam saying new director of services already has uh, a lot on his plate. Squad depth is reasonable, but far too many injuries in midfield uh, and attacking options. Uh, Brazilian saying he doesn't think Chem Campbell would make a difference. He says he doesn't look any better than, than Corey or, or Tyrese Campbell. Uh, and we will end this show there because we've run out of time. So, uh, yeah, thanks for everyone who's joined us live uh, this morning uh, via the YouTube chat. Don't forget to subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel if you're watching on the uh, Catch Up or live as well. Make sure you never miss a, another Charlton Live show. Subscribe in your podcast apps as well. Check out our merch store. We're getting closer to Christmas. Best order soon if you want your Charlton Live mug, charltonlive.etsy.com. Again, uh, quite a few of been sold recently joe's got his one there on on screen which is looking lovely um yeah massive thanks to ken burnett who was our guest fan uh, early on today uh yeah some really good points there and uh big thank you to nathan and to joe as always i really enjoyed your company this morning cheers boys yeah thanks for the therapy yeah good to speak <laughs> to the pair of you so uh, i'm louis mendez we'll be back on thursday well we'll look back at the game against reading briefly and ahead to Saturday's home game with Cambridge, which we're all looking uh, forward to. But thanks for, for listening uh, to Charlton Live, sponsored by the British Institute of Kitchen, Bedroom and Bathroom Installation. We shall see you again on Thursday. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.